Hey, did you guys hear about that guy in Texas uh, that invented that new chainsaw that's powered with uh, sodium chloride and double uh, A batteries? No, yeah. Brian. What about the guy who invented the chainsaw? <laughs> I, don't know. I, I didn't read the rest of it. I did see that he was charged with uh, assault and battery. <laughs> Welcome, <laughs> pew, 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 boys and ghouls, to another fucking. I'm actually gonna mini-so. be on my chainsaw right now. <laughs> I'm Halloween's forever. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I am Steve. That was it. That was not my best work. No. It, it was a long way to walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't come up with a joke. I started looking at jokes. I combined two not funny jokes, and turns out two wrongs do not make a right. So uh, let's move on. Pretend it didn't happen. Um, guys, we are going to talk about the recently released. In fact, we're recording this on Saturday. It'll come out on Monday. It just came out last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched it last night. You watched it yesterday, Steve. I watched it during my lunch break. <laughs> yeah. Meg, you watched it this morning. I watched it this morning. Yeah. A nice Saturday wake up, mm, little cup of coffee. Yeah, mm, I got this real we'll... cozy in bed. Yeah. Some <laughs> sausage and eggs. Yeah. And then blood. Yeah. Ever. And then somebody gets stabbed in the neck with their shattered forearm bone. We are going to talk about the brand new Netflix release, Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, 2022. They did that thing everyone does, mm-hmm. which just nameth the original movie, yes. you know, like Halloween mm-hmm. or Candyman. So you got to say Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Well, technically, Brian, the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre had a separation between Shane and Shaw in the title card. That's true. Where that... this one has Chainsaw as a forward. <laughs> That's true. That's true. To 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 obviously, you know, keep in line with the the modern parlance. I mean, there is a lot in this movie that they were really, really desperately trying to keep up to speed with Gen X parlance. And boy, mm-hmm. was it cringy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into it. We haven't talked a lot about, uh, you know, how we felt about it overall. I'll throw my quick spoiler in here. Uh I thought it sucked shit, but I don't know how you guys felt about it. I didn't. You liked I, it? I am I am perplexed at how many people hate this movie. So I that's didn't what... hate let's put it this way. I didn't hate I wasn't like well, mad that I watched it, yeah. but like it wasn't good. Not just yeah. not it was just, a little bit yeah. fun. Not just you, like the like the internet has exploded with people the hate really for it. fucking hate it. Yeah, it's, I it's wouldn't say divisive. I hated it, but I thought it was gen genuinely bad. I didn't love it. Yeah, you really? Well, no, let's I really get, like it. Yeah. Let's get into it. There are there are things to like, and I will say I have softened just overnight, kind of woke up thinking about it and was like, eh, it's not as bad as maybe I thought. But mm-hmm. in any case, you know, when you have a, a, a ma- you know, what I would consider to be a masterpiece of horror, one of my all time favorite movies, and you call it the exact same thing and make it basically a, a continuation of that of that first movie. Um you got a uh, tall order in front of you, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah. in any case, we will we will get into that. But we've got a th- couple of things before. We'll talk about some beers. We got some snackies. We also have um, we have to announce what our topic is mm-hmm. for the March showdown because Yin's helped us vote on that. So we do have an answer and we will announce that here briefly. But before we do that, let's talk about some beers. What beers do you got? <laughs> Meg, why don't you go first? <laughs> okay, guys. I've got 
a gentleman's agreement. And if anyone watches How I Met Your Mother, you would understand that. Uh, by Logyard up in Kane, PA. It's saying it's American India Pale Ale. I mean, it's, I mean, for gravity, sure, it can fall into IPA, but I feel like it's kind of, it's a little bit more mellow. It's like, it's nice, smooth, like, like, I don't know, not totally what I would call an American Pale which I don't know if we really want to diagnose, like, the differences in IPAs anymore, but um, <laughs> yeah, definitely not as like hoppy as like a lot of American IPAs that I would put into that. And um, so, but I don't like, but I don't dislike it. I actually kind of like it. It's nice and smooth and stuff like that. So, does it have like an interesting hop profile, or is it just like citra mosaic? Or yeah, it seems like just like pretty basic, honestly. Like if there, if you said there was like a cascade in this, I'd be mm-hmm. like, yep, okay. okay. Sure. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So some people are going extra with their hot profiles. Some people aren't. And I know like Logyard does a whole shitload of different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, IPAs, I like so. a lot of their stuff yeah, in yeah. general. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember having a couple of their IPAs and feeling feeling pretty good about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think I really had a bad beer from them. Well, mm, no, there is one I didn't care for that much, but it was like a shandy. Mm. But like, uh, the I, I'm still a big fan of their Buck and Birch, but I, which I don't see that much anymore. I don't think I know what that one is. It was it was like a birch beer flavored, but it wasn't oh, okay. it wasn't made with birch beer syrup or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, just like a super herbal. Yeah. yeah, it was made with like all the herbs and everything. It was like a really herbally brown ale. That you know, obviously, it stuck out because yeah. how many birch flavored beers are there in the world? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a really good beer, but I don't see it that much anymore. I uh, yeah, that's not something I would necessarily gravitate towards, but I do love a, a birch beer, a root mm-hmm. beer, a, a sarsaparilla. Um, <laughs> I've been obsessed with these little root beer hard candies that I've just been okay, eating, yeah. and it's the, like I literally go to like the old person's grocery store mm-hmm. just so I can go get these bags of these old fashioned root beer candies. That's like definitely a penny candy type thing too. Yeah, yeah, I love root beer barrels, but these are even better because they don't have the like unpleasing initial texture of the root beer mm. barrel yeah like the you know the individual staves of said barrel you know have <laughs> all these little tiny textures are they, in. are they just like the square ribbon candy root beers no they're oh, more okay. like they're they're like drop looking they're almost oh, like okay. a lemon drop mm. shape so they're kind of oh, okay. a little bit more pleasing in your cheek than like like yeah, i yeah. said the jagged ends of uh of, of a rustic barrel um, it's not like Captain Crunch esque. No, it's you not know. tearing your mouth up or nothing like that. But yeah, yeah I've went through about three bags of them in the last three weeks, uh, which Jesus. may or may not be a problem. <laughs> um, what do you got, Steve? I have candy. Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> uh, Abjuration, uh, a brewery that I very much love. Is they have a candied sour series, so they make a whole bunch of beers with candy, like literally just throwing cotton candy, Swedish Fish, Skittles. All of that, everything that people would make fun of and hate, they do, and I <laughs> and I don't care because it still tastes great to me. <laughs> I feel like as adults, we're definitely embracing how much we love candy. And we're mm-hmm. saying "fuck you" to being healthy. Yeah, I was at um, John Eagle a few weeks John ago, and I was, <laughs> hey, just, John Eagle. I was just in the dairy aisle, and this guy was going up to everyone. I just, I don't know if. He kind of like almost like he was lost. Like okay. he walked up to me and he's like, "Do you know where the Skittle yogurt is?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "But did that to like three other people in the aisle?" We're like, "I I don't work here, bro." Like, but I mean, this guy are you had that to... desperate that you're just act- asking strangers <laughs> yeah. in the grocery store where the Skittle yogurt is? It's not like where's the pharmacy? I need my medicine. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> 
Skittle yogurt. Yeah. Goddamn Joe Brandon. Where's my, where's my <laughs> Skittle yogurt? Goddamn Joe Brandon. But uh, yeah, no, this this uh, candied sour is from their like uh, slushy series, which they've done a number of. And they they did a cherry one, which is it tastes exactly like cherry slushy. Uh, this one's fruit punch. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. The fruit punch is okay. I really love the cherry one, though. Nice. So. Nice. <laughs> Um, yeah, it looks like Swedish fish melted in a glass pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird because I love candy. I love junk food of mm-hmm. all kinds. <laughs> I very rarely like really sweet beer. Mm. Yeah. I almost exclusively that. like, you know, what the kids call beer flavored beer nowadays, which is beer. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a testament to what I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking uh, a blend actually of a dark lager. Um, both beers from uh, Sly Fox Brewing, which I drank last week, which I didn't mention and probably should because there's a high degree of likelihood <laughs> I'll be drinking a lot of Sly Fox beers, but I'm now employed by Sly Fox Brewing Company. Um, so that, uh, that that stands to reason. But I'm drinking, um, so hashtag EMP is what I'm saying. Right. But these beers do fucking rip. I'm not going to lie. Um, Sly Fox uh, 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 Black Lager. Which has a little uh, little black flag uh, Super dope. Uh, reference on the can, which is pretty cool. Uh, really kind of nice. Um clean, super drinkable, but uh has a real nice kind of complex roast character to it. Not burnt, ashy. It's more kind of like round and uh and and, and just a little tiny bit of like kind of this campfire toast to it. And then this beer, Meg, that you're holding over there is fucking sick, which is mm-hmm. it's called Reality Check. It's a Czech 10 degree pale lager, kind of a Keller, uh, Keller Pilsner, Czech Pilsner, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, under four percent, like fairly aggressively hopped. I think it's all saucer hops, though. Mm. Um, and it just like you could just drink it for fucking ever. So I'm blending them in an effort to uh, basically test out my theory that these two beers can be combined together in a lovely way to make kind of a Czech Polo Tomave <laughs> lager. Um, and so far, so good. So I'm drinking kind of at 30 uh, percent black lager, 70 percent uh, uh, reality check, I think so. Mm-hmm. Beer flavored beer, and, uh, and we're only a couple weeks, maybe a week or two off Henry Rollins' birthday. So you know. there you go. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was a big Black Flag fan as a kid. Like, still love Black Flag. You know, uh, listen, I have, I own several books <laughs> written by Henry Rollins. <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion that he is still insufferable in real life. <laughs> um. Probably, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Like, I like everything he does for the most part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling if I met him, I would severely dislike him. I I met him after one of his speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't like he was just very humble and everything. So yeah, yeah. he wasn't insufferable at that point because he's just interacting with fans. Yeah. But then I've also seen him interact with people like on IFC shows and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he does seem like, like a douche. He seems like if if you're not in line with him, yeah, yeah. he'll get yeah. on your nerves. But if you're in line with him, yeah. then you'll be the best of friends. Yeah. yeah. Henry <laughs> Rollins, I f- have a sneaking suspicion that Henry Rollins feels very strongly about Henry Rollins. Mm-hmm. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Like he probably is like, yeah, feels he knows. Yeah, he 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 he's digging him some Henry Rollins. Which, I I caught him in Buffalo doing a speaking engagement thing and my when I walked away from that seeing him live, I was like it was like watching him like perform as a musician right but as a speaker like yeah. his stance was like as if he he's was got, just he's, ready to he's like got the power fight. stance. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 
just yeah. kind of did that the entire time. Yeah, he was flexing a lot. Yeah, ne- like <laughs> neck veins popping. Yep. I um I have made like a conscious effort to not meet people that I like. <laughs> and like especially musicians because I've been disappointed so many times yeah. not all the time plenty of times where people were really really fantastic but I used to work at a comedy club and it was every comedian is either hot or cold mm. they either just want to hang out and party and drink and get stoned until the wee hours of the morning or they are like just want to have nothing to do with anyone they want to walk on stage do their set walk off go to their hotel room and mm-hmm. just that's it right? right so I got used to that and you could feel that out right off the bat but then like going to shows and stuff my, the one that really made me gun shy is I love the hold steady, mm-hmm. and uh, my friend Mark, who's like the genuinely nicest guy in the world. Like, if you don't like Mark, like there's probably something wrong with you. He's super <laughs> nice. I always say like, if somebody didn't like me, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. But if you don't like Mark, like, f- fuck you, you're an idiot. <laughs> um, he's just sweetest, nicest, funniest guy, and he's a huge fan too of the hold steady. And he went and saw them in Milwaukee, and he went into the bar. It was like a real small show, and Craig Finn was sitting at the bar, mm-hmm. and he went up to buy a beer and looked. He was sitting right there, and he was like, "Hey, man, we're you know we're early. We're here for the show. We're really looking forward to it. We're big fans." And he was like, "Okay, cool, man." Like he was a total dick to yeah. him, and I was Aww. like, "Motherfucker!" So now yeah. every time I hear the hold steady or Craig Finn slower, I'm always like, "But he was mean to Mark." You right. know what I mean? <laughs> That's why I love the uh, the the uh, last podcast guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to see last podcast here in a couple months, and they're super nice, yeah, like, yeah. in person. So like, I I remember going and seeing them, and I was like, oh, I hope they're not dicks. And uh, yeah, they were like, don't incre- be dicks, don't be dicks. Yeah, incredibly. <laughs> not that I'm like desperately trying to like interact with like you know. Uh, things i'm fans of but right. you know when you do you're like don't be a dick don't be a dick, don't at, be the a same, dick. Yeah, yeah. at the same time you don't want to you don't feel good supporting somebody who's an asshole yeah yeah true. yeah for sure you just don't yeah. feel good about it like, it's weird though because i if i know they're an asshole i'm fine right mm. like i love modest mouse they're one of my favorite bands of all time like isaac brock i know he's a he's a total dickhead mm-hmm. like i know for a fact yeah so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I met him, it would meet my expectations if yeah. he was a dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but at the same time, like you probably don't put Modest Mouse as like your number one band all time ever. Well, they might be. <laughs> they might be. <laughs> <laughs> they're right up there. They're, I mean, right they're up really, there. really good. But yeah. it's just like, yeah. so if you're making a conscious effort to like somebody who mm. is a dick, they're either super, super good. Yeah. See, I or, have seen them more than any other band by yeah. far. I've seen mm-hmm. Modest Mouse like, yeah. Probably 10 times. Okay. So I feel like I sometimes, and it's like this, this might be a, like a wild card opinion on it, but like I sometimes like don't get too offended when someone's an asshole and they're like in the public eye mm-hmm. because I feel like there's this sense of like they're just protecting like their personal space in yeah, life. Yeah, no, I sure. totally you know get what it. I mean? So like, I don't know. But like, yeah, I, I totally get that. If you like walked up to somebody where they're grocery shopping and like started screaming at them about how much you love them, I'd be like, that's a lot. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> but like, if you were sitting at the bar drinking at the bar that you were going to play a show at in two right. hours and someone says, hey, I like your music. We're here for the show. Come on. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if, if that's really a concern for you, Go drink in the green room or go drink somewhere else. Mm. Like if you don't want somebody to approach you at the place that they are coming to see you. Yeah. Mm. Like you know? literally we have the venue in Pittsburgh that was Smiling Moose. Right. And like the bar downstairs, venue upstairs. Yes. And you see the performers in the bar all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, if you don't want to be in there, just go drink elsewhere. Go be elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
yeah, I feel like Henry Rollins, it probably wouldn't even disappoint me because, like I said, I would kind of expect it from him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like if you went to see Danzig. You're like, yeah, Danzig's a fucking asshole. Yeah, like, everybody, and that's the thing is you yeah. know Danzig's an asshole from yeah. all of Danzig's asshole stories. Like, <laughs> right. they're out there. If you're still just in the Danzig, well, that's, you know, which I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know I he's an like asshole, Danzig but too. also, mm, he's not even over 5'8", so I don't have to respect him that much. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. He is, he's, he's, he's a walking mini fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, yeah, all right. You, you have some good tunes, but he's okay. so annoying. I he's feel so like one of you guys, never wears his one shirt. of you guys has to draw a mini fridge with a face on it now. <laughs> Just with a devil lock right down yeah. the center yeah. of your mini, mini fridge. Um, well, yes, beers, beers, beers. I was like, wait, where do we get on this topic? No, no, no. Oh, we, did, beers. we did beers, so we're yeah, good. And we're we doing, did on yeah. a tangent about you know celebrity and hanging out with people we think are cool but are not cool <laughs> and are short henry rollins is also short is he short yeah he's like yeah he's short I've i would have guessed he's like six foot tall no really not even yeah fucking hell okay really? yeah mm-hmm. so again you don't have to respect him that much he's not he's not taller than you so <laughs> steve faces he's 100 of his respect for people and how tall they are yeah <laughs> brock lesnar respect andre the giant respect <laughs> Joel McHale, Is it respect. just because you're tall? Conan O'Brien, respect. <laughs> is this Minute Bull, big Minute Bull guy? Yeah. Are you Huge a fan? Are you? Shaq, it, big fan. Is it just because you're tall? Probably. <laughs> I have a feeling this comes from something inside of you. Yeah, but... <laughs> you just don't like to be the tallest guy in the room all the time. Yeah, I like to be the tallest guy, per se, and then also just like, if somebody is taller than me, then obviously God loves them more, so... <laughs> That reminds All of a me of sudden, a... I feel like we're enemies now. <laughs> I know because it's fine. You know, <laughs> you're you're average height. <laughs> yeah, right. You're about av- what's 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 average height for a woman? I don't know, four eleven. <laughs> <laughs> His perception of height is so skewed. <laughs> yeah. Steve thinks everyone is like three feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, want him to start meeting people. Yeah. Like, what are you? Two feet tall? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, short stuff. What are you, two yeah. feet tall? I, <laughs> that just reminds me, he said, God loves, but it reminds me of a tweet I saw that was uh, cracked me up that was like, if you're, if you get a tummy ache after eating Taco Bell, your gene or your, your bloodline is weak and history, oh, yeah. history will yeah. forget you. <laughs> You're short. That means God loves me more. You're right. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, all right. We have some snackies. Meg, you brought some snackies. Tell tell, tell us what you got here. What do you want? Yeah, what do you I got do? some just like basic, you know, um, gas station snacks here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I one of them I did find hiding in my camper, so that's at least four months old now. Nice. I brought a bag of candy corn mm-hmm. to torture Steve. Yeah, uh, that's not a torture to me. That just sits there. I don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like Superman where if I come in close contact. What people aren't seeing is that he's staring at He's it. actually getting he's shorter. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> so he's losing his Take power. It away. He's losing his power. We've got some uh, Laffy Taffy Laugh Bites, which are perfect. <laughs> and we have some uh, Har- Haribo Twin Snakes, which are mm. also one of my favorite Listen, snacks. I, it's been nigh on three months since i've had candy corn so you know i'm going straight for it because mm-hmm. you know i fucking love but it's it. like i won't four let month the root beer oh, it's probably six months yeah ago. i won't let the root beer candy let like know that you're yeah. turning oh Turn my your god back. <laughs> if i could get candy corn hard candy candy corn flavored hard candy Ugh. Ooh, oh yeah i would fuck with that you know what the thing is here like this is a little bit stale it's yeah, actually I less like it. stale than i thought it was gonna be 
I think I like it better than when it's red. Well, the nice thing to you just is a look I, of just, just, <laughs> I well. just opened it maybe like a week ago oh, after okay. finding it. So it was like closed up oh, so until. Was, oh, okay. So it was sealed in with the old air to yeah. begin with. So it's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, this is not that sale. It's a little bit stiff. Yeah. yeah. Would you consider sealed with starting the air? a barrel aging program for candy corn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Short answer, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is a company out there that does like barrel aging for coffee, so I assume yeah. it works in some capacity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say make the whole barrel out of the candy. I'm corn. terrified mm. for your first full meeting at Sly Fox. Yeah. You're like, guys, I got some ideas. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's already started. It's already started. In any case, I have never had these. I do like banana laffy taffy. We talked about how my daughter is like the. Uh, mm-hmm. She loves banana laffy taffy, and it is probably the most popular flavor, but also I would bet the most polarizing flavor. Yep. I like banana flavored things. Yeah, same. Yeah. I don't. We love... definitely had a pretty extensive conversation. I think once on this. Mm-hmm. I don't love the circus peanuts that you're talking about. Yeah, because yeah, I brought up that there's marshmallow circus peanut versions of this banana flavor. I just, I think it's. I don't know. It just doesn't taste. Doesn't seem like it's food. Yeah, no, it's not. It seems like pack, packing peanuts or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it is some weird mush. Yeah. It is some weird processed thing that if like it existed in a sci-fi movie or mm-hmm. a horror movie, you would expect to be made from like the fat of people or yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> some soylent green situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally gross, but I can't get over it. I know? just had an idea as we were talking about those because I was thinking of like you put bananas on like, you know, peanut butter and a, and a bread or crackers. Oh, yeah. Like what if we had the banana like peanuts candy and to slice them up really thin and put it on there and I'm like this sounds awful mm. but also delicious making little time. tiny little tiny sandwiches yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. even better yeah little yeah. tiny like, hors d'oivres of, of Ritz cracker <laughs> peanut little, butter little and tiny hors d'oeuvres you guys will never want to be at a party I'm at or yeah. I'm hosting <laughs> you just come out and it just looks like it's play-doh but you've made all these <laughs> weird little all your you're just your hands are all sticky you're like and they're all the size they're all size for little hamsters like (laughs) instead of like parmesan crisps it's like candy corn that's been melted down into a disc yeah (laughs) and then i just take the entire tray and just slide it all into my mouth (laughs) Um, so, uh, before we announce what won for March for our showdown episode, I guess first thing I should say is, um, what is a showdown episode? Well, once a month, we, we put on episode every single week, uh, but once a month, the first Monday of the month, we pick a topic and it comes from our big, enormous list that is constantly growing via suggestions, uh, from our listeners and social media friends. We spin kind of a randomizer wheel. We pick three of them. We put it out on the social medias. And then you, listeners, social media followers, friends, will vote to help us decide which of those topics will be our showdown topic for the month. And then each of us three hosts then pick uh, a movie that we feel best represents or, or uh, you know, uh, typifies that that topic in some way. And then we talk about them and then we vote and then we um, powerbomb each other, do a couple moonsaults, uh, <laughs> you know, depends what the rules are. If it's no holds bar, chairs allowed, and somebody ends up with the belt for the month. So um, if you have not already, go ahead and follow us on the social medias. It's at Halloween is forever um, on Instagram at Hallow forever on Twitter. That's primarily where we, where we do the votings. Mm-hmm. But we also have Facebook. It's Halloween is forever on the Facebook. And 
at Halloween is forever pod on the old ticky tocks. Mm-hmm. Um, or we're up to 26 followers on TikTok. Yeah, yeah we are killing it. <laughs> There's a discrepancy. Blow in the fuck up. <laughs> we have almost 10,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah, we have a good amount on Twitter. I don't close know. Close to a thousand. Close to a, a thousand on Twitter. And our TikTok is in its infancy right. and is currently at a balmy 23. Um, <laughs> 26. 26. Stop shortchanging. 26. <laughs> 10,000 to 26. There's a discrepancy. So go follow us on the goddamn help, help, TikTokies. Help, help. <laughs> In any case, uh, here were our topics that got drawn from the wheel for March. They were Old West Horror. Uh, this topic was called That's Telekinesis, Kyle, which means uh, anything that involves telekinesis, mind control, all those sorts of things. And then the last one was Theater of the Macabre, which was basically um, anything that takes place at a theater movie theater you know it could be the opera it could be whatever um but it was very very close this this week in fact because we have so many more followers on instagram we get the majority of our votes there but it was so close that we did have to um uh you know twitter would potentially change mm-hmm. who, who won sometimes mm-hmm. it's like so overwhelming with one of the topic you know one of the topics winning by a landslide that it you know the the twitter votes don't offset it but in this case that that was not that was not how it played out and the winner for March, and what we're going to do is Old West Horror. Oh, shoot. Which I thought was, uh, for at least the initial voting, was uh, was in third place. Mm. So mm. when I went up and, and looked at kind of the recap after the story was up, it had pulled into the lead. But still, only won by four measly votes. It was very, yeah. very close. Yeah. And then once you add, add, add what Twitter put on, because, you know, like you're saying, Twitter can affect these things. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was one vote for telekinesis, Kyle. Yeah. And then it was all Old West Horror. Really? So, so Old West pulled away a little bit, but yeah. still probably within 10 votes. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 So which which is pretty darn close. Because we've had in the past, typically it's like votes win by like 30, 50 votes right. or something yeah. like that on Instagram. Yeah, so, comedy horror for February. Like, yeah, I think it like tripled the amount of yeah. votes for, mm. for every other it crushed one. crushed everything. So, um, in any case, we're going to be talking Old West Horror, which I'm psyched about. Mm-hmm. I did... Uh, tentatively call shotgun and or dibs, which I do not think is fair <laughs> on, on Bone Tomahawk because I love that movie. But I'm actually lo- excited to seek out other old West horror because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I've seen a lot of. I love westerns. Yeah. Um, besides, like you know th- that Pale Door movie that came out a couple mm-hmm. years ago, which was kind of cool. Um, obviously, Bone Tomahawk. Um, bats you know that bats. sort of stuff <laughs> what i mean from dusk till dawn that's pretty much a freaking western you know it is but it's not really old west horror yeah, that's correct mm. it's not old yeah. west that's true because so, you yeah. could say the same thing about john carpenter's vampires correct it's a western but <laughs> it's not old west you're where, right you're where right. Do, where does old put things then yeah yeah where does old start yeah. i would say pre-1889 that's about when it does the switch over. I know that's just such a specific number. You're not wrong. It's yeah. just such a specific number. Yeah. So so it's got to be we, we got to be talking like 19th century or before mm-hmm. probably right. Um, which I think I think makes a lot of sense. If somebody had a movie from 1910, yes, we're gonna dock you points, but we will allow you to do it. Um, it how much horseback is in it? How yeah. much? <laughs> Listen, it can't be all you know. 
horseless carriages right. and all that type of thing. Um, I, like I would still. <laughs> Those con- are called cars, but I, they call not, them horseless not carriages. Not that time. Then. Yeah. Like I would still consider. Uh, oh, what is it? Uh, there will be blood. I think that kind of occurs in the Old West, but there's like a mm. car or two. Yeah, that's early, <laughs> early 1900, early yeah. 20th century, yeah. right? Mm. Um, but of course, not horror. But, not a horror movie, but, <laughs> but yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, um, it's, it's at that it's at turn of the Industrial Revolution. Sure. So. Whoa, that's a that, snappy that little snake there. <laughs> Snapping to a snake jam. That's what I just did. Um, I don't know why I did that because now I'm supposed to be talking. Right. <laughs> but uh, I can't control myself with the sugary sweetsies. Um, <laughs> let's jump. Anything else that we need to talk about? Not really, no. And and uh, just if anybody wants to take trimmers the beginning, you can. <laughs> so I you think can? I'll pass. Hard yeah. pass. Oh. Yeah, it's an yeah. old West film, but. I <laughs> Okay, so one more question while Brian chews up his snakes. Mm-hmm. I got and, two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw this out there because, and I don't, I feel like Old West Horror is the one I'm lacking on the most as well that yeah, I'm not sure about. Me too. But there are two films out there by Charles Band, <laughs> and I think Brian knows one. Which is ask. a recipe for success. Recipe for success. Oblivion and Oblivion Two. Never saw them. I've seen them pop mm-hmm. up. Never saw them. Okay. So the thing about these movies is they, I don't even think they occur on Earth. Okay. But they are very Old West themed. Hmm. Like it's like Westworld type Old West. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Old West on Mars. Sort of, yeah. TM. Yeah, yeah. think of Old West on Mars. I don't know what planet it is, but it's definitely an Old West movie. Mm-hmm. It, I would also say it's more sci-fi than horror. Okay. But mm-hmm. like say we ran into a film mm-hmm. like that, that, you know, that is a horror movie, but it occurs on a different planet or a different time. Yeah. But it's still very obviously a Western film. Yeah, I mean, if there's if there's Old West uh, imagery and and themes and things mm-hmm. like that, I feel like that's fair. Okay. You know, I'm cool if there's a, if there's a yeah. damn gunfighter that's shooting werewolves on Mars, there's gunfighters. Yeah. There's there's giant scorpions. There's yeah. whip cracking. Yeah. But there's also like the saloon, all the all the facades of the buildings and everything. Yeah. They have ceiling fans. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Ceiling fans. Just, yeah, ceiling fans. <laughs> just it's still right. the old west, but they have ceiling fans. Interesting. On the outside. <laughs> On the outside. On the outside, like it's New Orleans. <laughs> so bizarre. Yeah, no. Yeah. The, the movies rule. I love them so much. Uh, and now they I are so bad. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, guess what I watched last night? There's uh, also a lizard man. <laughs> Listen, you had me already. I know. Yeah. Um, Don't don't talk yourself out of a sale here. I'm not. I had uh, last night, uh, I finally broke down, and I didn't watch the whole thing because I fell asleep, but I'm going to finish it tonight. I need a little palate cleanser after this here uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I did uh, uh, Punisher Warzone. Hell yes. (laughs) That movie's fucking fun. Right? (laughs) First of all, I didn't expect it because you did say that it was very like comic booky and cartoony Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. and for whatever reason, I didn't. I thought it was gonna feel a little bit more like hard-nosed, grimy graphic novel type of thing. And there, it is gory and all that stuff. Right, yeah. But it's very cartoony. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. And just over the top. It's it's really silly. It's really fun and silly, and just yeah, a lot of just just shooting people. Yeah. How much? That's pretty much the whole movie. How much do you love Dominic West? Yeah. As Jigsaw, and then like his his brother. Yeah. Uh, uh, Looney Bin Jim. Yeah, they were real. I mean, it, it, they were just, they just felt like comic book characters. Yeah. 
You yeah. know, um, <laughs> they just nailed the tone. And I think that people who saw the more like grittier real life, yeah. you know, Punisher movies would be like, what's this? Right. And we're like, no, this feels more like a comic book. It feels right. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. liked it a lot. Again, I didn't. I I probably have about a third of it left to watch. Fair enough. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. Still, just it, just as long as you get to Looney Tunes. Jim, like everything flows really well after yeah, yeah. that. But yeah. I was like struggling to keep my eyes open. I was very, very tired. It was like one o'clock in the morning. I've been up since like six. I mm-hmm. was like, yeah, I, I passed out. Yeah, but... brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Let's fucking get into this movie. Um, Damn it. We can't talk about Punisher Warzone <laughs> now. <laughs> Just switch over to Punisher Warzone. Wait, you're the one who said you you like this one. That's how much I love Punisher Warzone. <laughs> That's true. You'd prefer that over any movie. Yeah. Um, so, Except for like Predator and Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's literally your number three movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so does anybody know anything about the um, the director of this flick? Uh, no, because I was actually under the assumption that it was the producer. Uh, I believe his name's uh, Fede Alvarez. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, who, I remember... and he's the one who directed the Evil Dead remake. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, I was under the impression that he was the one that also directed this. Mm. Yeah. But he's, that... it seems like he's just the producer and like uh, did some script work. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the gentleman's name is David Blue Garcia. Um, he, he is from Austin, Texas, Qu- not coincidentally, we were, or coincidentally rather, I mean, we were, we were talking about this before cause Meg's about to go down to, uh, to, to Austin here in a minute, but I, um, uh, I have not seen, I don't think anything else he's done. He's not known for a ton of stuff. I mean, this is definitely his highest profile thing. He had a, uh, uh, a couple of movies that he directed. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. This appears to be his first no, he has another movie in 2018 that I never saw that he directed. Otherwise, his other things he's known for is being the cinematographer for Bloodfest. Um, yeah, and he has a few, a couple of acting credits, or at least one acting credit. Just not a lot about this guy, to be honest, yeah. be honest with yeah. you. Yeah, it seems like he it, like he was discovered mm-hmm. in some fashion, because obviously, like as a cinematographer, he's not he's not bad. So no, certainly not. I mean, that's probably one of the strongest things about the movie in my, in my opinion, but um, we should say that this is, although it is called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it is basically um, the Halloween 2018 version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in that it just picks right up where the first one ended, but like 40 years later Mm. or, or really almost 50 years later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like there was a, like they weren't sure if it was like 40 or 50. Yeah, yeah, cuz I mean from when the movie came out, we're in that like 45ish, you yeah. know, it's something like that, right? 45ish years ago. Um 1974, 76 when the movie came out. Yeah, I think it's like yeah, I think it's like 76. And so, then so they're saying like the the returning legacy character that isn't Leatherface is Sally. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's at the in the back of the pickup truck. She's the lone end. survivor at the end yeah. of the first mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And they're they're saying like she's been waiting fifty years yeah. to like find Leatherface. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm. And she has now herself become Leatherface. In um, a way. In more than, than one way. <laughs> That's that is the ravages of time. <laughs> yeah. She um you will know her 
um, as the creepy old cultist lady in Mandy. Um, mm-hmm. She was the the one that was uh, very very jealous of Mandy when she kind of got pulled in by by the leader of the the cultists and Mandy. And I remember her, her being really creepy and really good in, in that movie. Um, this movie, it just felt like she. This was like wish dot com version of Halloween twenty eighteen in my mind in so many ways. <laughs> sure, yeah, but I think a lot of that was on purpose. I'm sure it was. Yeah, it just felt very derivative of that. It felt very capitalizing on some of the same, to- you know, tonality. Some of the same, uh, 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 frankly, storylines. Obviously, I mean, this was mm-hmm. Laurie Strode, mm-hmm. except for you just don't really see her. You see a little bit about her at the beginning, and then she comes in at the end to like be the hero. And then eats shit. Um, But she is very much doing the Laurie Strode thing. But instead of becoming like a weird prepper, she became a Texas Ranger. Right. And Mm -hmm. then now she's retired. But she's still like hyper vigilant of of Leatherface Mm -hmm. returning. Although he hasn't left his house in like 50 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it well, he's left some some house because now he's living in this small town of Harlow living at an orphanage. Yeah. But But it almost seemed like because like the picture in that orphanage too he looked much older too so it almost seemed like he came to her after the events of the first movie yeah yeah i mean yeah he's been there for a minute it's just like they they mention offhandedly that like she's been searching forever but you know she just didn't search there yeah and like maybe if she did search there he was hiding Yeah. yeah the i think i think the whole point of this because she she matters so little to this movie and she's in it so I just think this was just to make fun of Laurie Strode in a way. That's what really? I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm why curious. You... Like, why do you think that? Just... Well, I mean, spoilers. <laughs> he fucking chainsaws her to death. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. She she has literally no like bearing on anything. Right. Yeah. She comes in. She sort of saves the two leads. Uh, mm-hmm. then gets murdered. Right. Like, really she, quick. She doesn't fucking matter, and I right. think that's just. That was just their way of th- this. Also, this movie is very mean. Mm-hmm. So th- I think this was just another way to be mean in a meta way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a bit of a mean, definitely a mean spirited m- movie mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. But not, 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 yeah, I mean, <sighs> almost in like, because I like, I like stuff that has high stakes. Mm-hmm. I like kill off, you know, well-loved, well-established characters early on. You know, I like that idea of, like, anybody could die at any time. I never felt that about this. I just felt like they were trying to, like, make the stakes higher than they had earned in a lot of instances. We'll, we'll get into it. We're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves a yeah. little bit. But, um, yeah, so so you, you get a little bit about Sally um, for, from the first movie. But otherwise, you were introduced to this group of, like, Gen X, uh, like painfully Gen X, um, younger, y- young yeah. people, even yeah, like, this is middle, these are millennials, these are well, mill- Gen X or Gen Z. I meant, Gen- sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, I was saying mm-hmm. Gen X, I meant Gen Z. Yeah, Gen X is older than us. Yes, then- yes, mm-hmm. I totally meant Gen Z. Yeah, mm-hmm. so these are like, these are like late teen, early 20. I would say, I would say, like, so the, the, oh, what's her name? I don't remember her Mel- name. She- Maybe oh, maybe early twenties, early to mid twenties. Yeah, I think I think they're more in our la- range of like Melanie and Dante because I believe they are like celebrity chefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, yeah, or known chefs in some yeah, capacity. Like... Yeah, and then the wife, uh, Dante's wife, is an influencer, and then mm-hmm. the younger sister, whose name I forget, but she looks like Edward Furlong. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Lila, I think. I right? thought I was going to say she looked like Carl from The Walking Dead, oh, okay. especially <laughs> when she puts that hat on. Same. Um, yeah. <laughs> same thing. But yeah. 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 She. I would say she's much more of the Gen Z because she like was in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So in any case, they're they're all in that. Yeah. Like like late millennial, mm-hmm. early Gen Z kind of kind of range, and they very much are like the the the. the the script is really struggling to make their dialogue feel authentic. Mm-hmm. And they're saying a lot of like, you know, hey, uh, fellow youths, you know, they're like saying a lot of that type of stuff. And and yeah. it's just, it really feels kind of clunky. But, but I, and, and I fell away from the beginning. And that's yeah. I think one of the first indicators that I was like, I don't, I don't like how this feels and yeah. that it feels like it's trying too hard in yeah, a way. Yeah, I just wrote like within five beginning. seconds, like, I want these kids dead. That's yeah. what I wrote. Right. And then I said, cheese it product placement, I'm back in. <laughs> uh, and then I, they lost me again after that. But yeah, it's uh, the, the whole idea is they're coming to Harlow um, and they had bought up essentially what is a little ghost town mm-hmm. uh, that is former downtown Harlow. And they are going to turn it into this kind of like hipster um capitalist commune type mm-hmm. of thing where they're gonna yeah. open a restaurant and they're like we're gonna have a record store and a comic book shop and like all these like you know the, the, these kind of like hipster businesses and they're kind of talking about how it's like folks who just want to get away and simplify mm-hmm. their lives from the city and it just feels very like hipster commune type yeah. of thing I expect everyone who spent a hundred thousand dollars on a van to live in it mm-hmm. would go there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I would, like I, there's gonna be a whole like complex like like of of just tiny houses mm-hmm. you know what i mean like a whole section of the city that's just all yeah forty thousand dollar tiny houses yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I was surprised they didn't make the melanie and dante like more like tech bro-y because mm-hmm. that seems way more like the yeah. infectious thing that tech bros are doing at the moment of like right. moving into places and driving up real estate and yeah because like they left san francisco and did it to Austin and now they're moving out of Austin to do it to like a smaller town. Yeah. <laughs> I I almost feel uh I almost felt like not and that they're approaching it that way. I feel like they're looking at they want to be like the first of sorts and mm-hmm. get like the no, they care more about like the notoriety of right. bringing people here cuz they still had to like buy one of the one of the spots but I, they must be getting some sort of deal or anything by bringing in that banker who brought that bus of people in yeah. who would be the other people to buy the other spots and i yeah maybe it's like just more well, about notoriety and yeah. just how things look which is right, exactly yeah. what the influencer culture fucking yeah is. It, like it's definitely a way to enrich themselves even further but like they they bought every plot mm-hmm. like they have deeds for everything except for one specific one right right <laughs> Yeah, it's weird because it, you, they definitely wanted to tell this like anti gentrification story, mm-hmm. even so much so as like the guy who owns the 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 little convenience store that they go into calls them something like you gentrifuckers. Yeah. I was like, I don't think that's a phrase, but nope. um, in any case, uh, they they uh, they're not really gentrifying. They're taking in a literal abandoned town in the desert mm-hmm. and trying right. to turn it into a thing, which I'm sure there will be. You know, symptoms, uh, you know, will be the whole thing will be, you know, ultimately result in some manner of gentrification in the mm-hmm. community. But like, I don't know, it just the, the message seemed really mixed and fucking yeah. weird to me. It mm-hmm. just felt like they wanted to tie in as many like um, relevant social topics as they possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them, which I don't know, at first I was like, this is cheap and stupid. 
was that the one, like I said, the, the, the young woman that we were talking about that looks like Carl from The Walking Dead, uh, she had been a victim of a school shooting mm-hmm. when she was in high school and like a lot of her friends died and she survived and she has this like survivor's guilt and all this stuff, which is like obviously a very real and very raw thing in our society. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of were like, put it in there as this flippant thing that she's going to quickly overcome and shoot somebody type of thing. And, and then I was like, well, that's really cheap and shitty. But then I was later, I was like, I mean, it's exploitation cinema, right. mm-hmm. which is like, there's a lot of movies that I just maybe appreciate more that have, you know, like rape revenge movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's every bit is traumatic and terrible. Um, they're just, there's more time has passed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess I couldn't blame them as much. I mean, it's, it's pure exploitation. It just, doesn't feel like something you'd normally see on Netflix or yeah. something. I guess, I guess the thing I didn't like about that is the fact that she eventually does the she does the turn and starts shooting or mm-hmm. tries to shoot with a gun. Yeah. I feel like that's not the character arc that should have like I don't mind that as being part of her character as like she's been through a traumatic thing. So now she has the ability or she's either trying to overcome yeah. her past trauma or she has the ability to overcome past trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like that she used the gun. Like, why not just have it be something, anything other than the one thing that caused her trauma? Yeah. Mm. Well, and yeah. it's also like, I don't know what they were trying to say with right, that yeah. whole part, yeah. especially with, with, so, so there is a, uh, it starts out with this, this, and we won't go through the whole plot synopsis, but I think this is important later on is they pull into a gas station and it's the group of young people and they are, this you know big truck nut toting some bitch comes in here with his <laughs> jacked up pickup and you know his very much kind of redneck uh looking guy comes in with like open carrying with a big handgun on his hip type of thing and they have a little you know words with them um and then later on it's almost like they're coming to, t- I know what they were trying to do, I think, which is this idea of like, when you talk to each other, we're not that different kind of thing. Yeah. Mm. But it was never earned. They immediately just started talking to each other like they knew each other. And then he's like, look, guns ain't bad. And she's like, you're right. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? The yeah. whole thing was like, I don't know what you're trying to say, but you did a bad job of it either yeah. way. Um, I feel like I, I felt a similar thing that I think we had a conversation about when we were watching Fear Street where like, talking about bringing all like the social like issues up in like so blatantly throughout this movie Mm -hmm. that it's almost like they're trying to create horror movie specifically for this new generation that may not be getting into horror yeah but but it's like it's so disingenuous Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, because they never there are certain ones like jordan peele obviously is a great example Mm -hmm. who does it with some depth and with some candor and with some skill and then there's other people that just kind of jam it in ham-fisted and you don't really know what it's looking to accomplish and i this is probably already a term but last night when i was kind of thinking about this and taking notes i was like this is becoming a whole subgenre of like woke exploitation movies (laughs) where they're just like tm guys uh tm uh uh halloween's forever um but (laughs) it is a like it's basically that's basically what it is like they use this terminology Mm -hmm. and all this like social discourse to just i don't know uh, i don't know does that lure people in does it make it feel relatable maybe i don't know to me it just makes it feel because unrealistic yeah so 
so my question, and it kind of goes back to things that I already mentioned, how like this is just a, it's a mean spirited movie overall, and they're doing things in a way that like almost poke fun at other like at these other legacy movies like yeah. Halloween 2018 and kills and uh, the newest scream. And like, is, are the woke elements of this film included just as a way to throw them in as and a then, rip kind and of, then, and then poke fun of them. I mean, hmm. if you're making a movie called Texas chainsaw massacre, one of the most famous cult horror films of all time, and you use it as an opportunity to punch down to other franchises, like, that is the definition of cutting off your nose to spite your face. I, I don't think. think it's punching down, though, because you're saying you're saying punching down as if the other franchises are be- franchises is franchises <laughs> as if they're below them. But they're not. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw has like a, it is kind of a dog shit series. I know. Yeah. The, well, the first one, I mean, the first one, obviously, and it, it, I love the second one, but I get, you know, it has oh, yeah. it's like the Gremlins 2 of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It has <laughs> nothing to do and it's completely bonkers. Right. But from the first but one, but you also got to respect it because, again, it's still Toby Hooper and it's yeah. what Toby Hooper wanted. Yeah. But then you have all these films that came after it and like the last two before this one, Leatherface yeah. and Texas Chainsaw 3D were fucking god awful i mean but like look at halloween i mean we we suffered through halloween you know five and six and all that you know what i mean and 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 resurrection <laughs> you shut your goddamn mouth six is terrible six and, is- <laughs> and resurrection you know and all this stuff was, was goddamn awful so like there's no i mean i think halloween is the only one that m- it might be punching up to just because of the notoriety of the last two movies right um but like everything, I mean, there's not a lot of more iconic horror imagery than Leatherface. No, no, yeah. he's definitely like an iconic horror yeah. villain. But it's just most of his movies are bad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, I would say there's not. If that's what they were doing, I, I'm wondering. I'm just yeah, wondering. I don't if know. It hit. didn't. It didn't because hit like for you're me. like you're saying, like the stuff with the guns. And also, stuff. it's petty as fuck, dude. Yeah, it that's really is really petty. Did. But like, yeah, yeah the, the gun stuff is fucking petty. Yeah, and then like ham-fisted and pushed in there and it doesn't make sense as an arc because like you're saying it's unearned yeah there's at no point where that uh hillbilly character richter yeah like proves that guns are useful yeah like if he saved lila yeah from like i don't know a feral hog attack yeah yeah <laughs> from 50 or 40 or 50 feral hogs <laughs> yeah. if he saved take her down 40 or 50 feral hogs. yeah if he <laughs> saved her from 40 or 50 feral hogs with his ar-15 yeah and proved that they have a use and protection right then okay but at no point has that happened no like, he, he just does, was working on a car and he had the loaded yeah. ar sitting mm. on the on the fucking table yeah not even not even in his own death did guns factor in mm-hmm. like he tried to go hand to hand and yeah like got his leg broke with a hammer and stabbed in the neck. Yeah. Mm. And then and then I like I don't like. I thought it was funny that is it Leela or Lila? I think I'm just saying uh, Lila. Yeah, yeah, either one. When she comes in, she sees the gun and she's obviously like you've seen that she has bullet wounds, like mm-hmm. scars from bullet wounds. And then she's like what's up? Is that thing loaded? Like she's not just yeah. like I'm uncomfortable, mm. I'm going to leave. She's like let's fucking talk about guns like i don't know it just did it just was so maybe that's just like i don't know poorly written but maybe it's just like doomer fucking like maybe young generation doomerism of just like let's be curious about the thing that 
yeah, you know, nihilistic or, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. But I feel like you guys are looking so deeply into all this, and part of me just feels like it's they're trying to get a younger crowd into these horror <laughs> movies by putting these like relevant topics. Because yeah. yeah. when you go on Instagram and you're seeing influencers, you're seeing school shootings, like younger people are literally doing drills and shit like right. that. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm not gonna like downplay that like some of the things you guys said are like yeah. accurate. But yeah. yeah, I think a lot of it's just like oh, I, I, I see all these things. These things all make sense to me in this setting, whether it's a horror movie or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. fucking else. Yeah. You know? But hey, you might be totally right, Megan, that like the reason all of these things are included in as poorly as they are yeah like maybe they're just included in to gas up the younger generation because like yeah. they, they see all these things that you know play into their lives with live streaming and fucking mm-hmm. you know saying you're canceled bro yeah mm-hmm. and like you know so maybe they're just trying to gas people up even if it causes a negative reaction online yeah, yeah. but i but i still walked away i think in a lot of ways feeling so confused because i think so much was like pumped into this that didn't actually make sense like things you guys are talking about um like her relationship with a gun and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah it's just putting it in to put it in though yeah yeah that's why i, f- I feel like this it just the script reads a lot like you know s- the meme of steve buscemi with the skateboard you know yeah. what I mean? yeah. <laughs> you know it, it definitely didn't it was mean spirited but it didn't take itself seriously at all like no. there was a lot of humor in it there was the something about she said i would have put my face on if i knew people were coming i yeah. would put my face yeah. on yeah, shit yeah. like that yeah. uh, which is fine i i thought it was okay um but the setting just felt really unrealistic to me it didn't feel kind of lived in at all no um it felt like you were on a movie set yeah um which i wasn't a big fan of um Mel really annoyed me throughout that, especially like starting at that scene where she's just getting perpetually emotional over everything. And I'm like, right. how does she at all? Why is she one of the last characters? Well, on the and scene? how does I she mean, exist in the world? Right. If right. Every little thing makes you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that that is another thing that annoyed she was me. bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then she has like a full on arc. Yeah. To going from like this panicked, like scared rabbit of like everything that upsets her, sends her running. Mm-hmm. to like having the bravery to like you know get the keys and all that and then you know kind of face down with leatherface to even just jumping on top of leather leatherface's back yeah mm-hmm. like she becomes fully actualized through trauma and that's yeah. just like it's happened before but like she started at such a low point mm-hmm. yeah she was if if uh if leela or lila or whatever was the the wish.com carl from the walking dead <laughs> that hurt what's her name that you're saying is the wish.com maybe from arrested development yeah melody yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she she is definitely trying to pull off that look i feel like <laughs> um, but yeah it's just the the whole um the one thing i can say some really sick kills Oh yeah, absolutely. Some yep. great kills, some great effects. I mean, there was definitely some some CGI stuff going mm-hmm. on, but overall, super brutal, super violent, super I thought unique kills. I'm usually not that like I I like that. I mean, you know, I'm looking for that, but it's not the thing that drives the movie for me. And I think mm-hmm. that's a sticking point for a lot of people. Is for some people, I feel like it is. It's just like build up to kill, build up to kill. Right. And so that's probably why some of the people, the only people that I saw that liked it were the people I think that were either that type of person or people who were like, uh, they were just being shitbird, you know, <laughs> just going against the grain, kind of going like, they, they like to do the, why can't we let people like things? You oh, know, God. that type yeah. of mentality. It's like, let me dislike it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's a piece of art. Why can't we be critical of yeah. art? 
that was designed to be talked about, like yeah. on the internet. That's yeah, yeah. 100% why I, this you movie know what exists. I, why we haven't talked about it yet, mm. and I'm really upset about it, that mm-hmm. this isn't talk, being talked about all over the internet, yeah. is when Leatherface is going after Mel and she's underneath the floor and he cuts open the shit pipe. Uh, yeah. the poo on me. <laughs> and then just squirts poop on her head. And then she gets on the bus and no one's like, oh my God, you smell like shit. You know what I mean? She's just like, oh my God. And someone like hugs her. Yeah. You just got a big plop of shit on yeah. your head a second ago. I mean, you ago. should be respectful and be like, don't touch me right now. Like, I smell like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so rude. Um, yeah. The the whole plan of the investment and bringing the bus full of people out to the Like, the whole thing is so flimsy. Like, it just doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense. It's so stupid. And I get it. It's just a way to get, you know, people out into, you know, this mm-hmm. isolated environment or whatever. Did you feel like it was pretty predictable? Like, I feel like the moment the bus was around, I'm like, yeah, a lot of people are going to die on that bus. Well, 100%. Yeah, and, well, I saw it in the trailer. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And also the, trailer, the dumb honestly. thing is, like, why the absolute fuck? What? Oh, we're not we're not there yet. Give me give, a quick <laughs> break. But there's a couple things I was like, God damn, that was just shoddily done. That, that, that bus scene is probably the worst. It's mm-hmm. so bad yeah. it's so bad um there were a couple cool elements but they threw too much at it yeah mm-hmm. and and more of it fell apart than worked but um i love that you just are like sally who we know sally from the first movie sally got away in the first movie because she had the best cardio mm-hmm. um because she uh, took risks she just launched herself out the damn window right right and and luck Right. That's yeah. what happened to Sally in the first movie. Now she's fucking Lou Diamond Phillips. Like now <laughs> she is just like, uh, I get it. You became a Texas Ranger or whatever. She's the Bamba? <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's La Bamba. No, but she's she's Chuck Norris or she's yeah. something. I said right. Lou Diamond Phillips because we were talking about bats. Right. Yeah, but yeah. You guys, like she's that now. Like right. it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Like at least but Laurie I, it, Strode fought back mm-hmm. she stabbed michael in the goddamn neck with a knitting needle in the eye with a knife like at least she fought and she is fight or flight she does that so well she's running away she's running away until she gets cornered and then she she's she stabs yeah sally was run 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 the entire time yeah and now she lives up the road and and fucking like I, she's not even from there yeah <laughs> you don't even go here <laughs> you don't even go here <laughs> see and again i think that i think this whole arc with sally is meant to one poke fun at Halloween a little bit, maybe, and two poke fun at just like the fans of all these like legacy appearances, yeah, of like bringing back people who would be so old because right. at this point, like she Sally is definitely way older than Laurie 60, Stroll. 70 yeah, years yeah. old. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're making fun of people who want all of these characters to return because it makes them feel safe and nostalgic and whatever, mm-hmm. but like. You're right. She had like it wouldn't make sense for her to be a Texas Ranger. It wouldn't make sense for her to stay in Texas. It wouldn't mm. make sense that if mm-hmm. she confronts Leatherface, the only thing that does make sense is that she's an old lady. She should get chainsawed, or she just shoots mm-hmm. him and said, "Goes, tell me you remember my friend's name." Right. And <laughs> that's that's the specific making fun of Halloween part, it where so it's bad. like because we find out in Halloween Kills about how. It wasn't about Laurie Strode. Yeah. So that's definitely making fun of that because, again, Leatherface doesn't remember her, mm-hmm. nor should he. 
He's yeah. a fucking he's a he's a mentally ill mad dog. Yeah, yeah. Like why would he remember? There's no her? mystery about what's going on in Leatherface's yeah. head. Yeah. Like there is with Michael Myers. Yeah, he's a mentally ill mad dog cannibal. Yeah. Why would he remember this lady <laughs> from when the fuck and ever? And why where'd she get that brand new Polaroid of her and her friends that's fifty years right. old? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was like crisp. Like it she, just popped out of the machine. So she had the original Polaroid. <laughs> then she transferred it to her computer in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> then she got one of those Instagram. Insta cameras yeah. and took a new one. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Off the screen. Yeah. Yeah. This movie sucks. Um, <laughs> Doesn't. I like that. I, I, I like when he's he's looking for the thing. Um, I don't know. I, the, I'm, I'm poking holes in places that they don't even need to be poked because right. there's so much other terrible, <laughs> stupid shit. Um, but uh, they didn't kill her. They keep acting like they killed her. That the the his his mom or the or the oh, yeah. caretaker, yeah, 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 yeah. they keep acting like they killed her. Like they're going, we killed her. Yeah. No, she had a heart attack. Right. You came into her house. Yes, were you rude? Yes, were you over aggressive with this old sickly woman and all that stuff? Maybe, mm-hmm. perhaps. Mm-hmm. But the cops came. If anything, the cops killed her. Right. You definitely didn't kill her. Mm-hmm. So, like, why did we all concede that they deserve to die because they killed her? I don't know. It's just it was it was so flimsy. It, it's flimsy. And it's just like they're trying to portray some sort of like chain of responsibility. Yeah. Because had they not tried to buy the town and then had they not tried yeah, to it's evict the whole the gentrification woman. story. Right. Thing, and right? then the other thing is, like, you do find out that they actually didn't own her house. Right. So they were wrong in going into her house and causing her stress Correct. and then calling the cops on her. So they were wrong in all that. But she would have lived for 20 more minutes at least. Exactly. She had, like, <laughs> clock was ticking on her. Yeah. What happens if someone they... opened the door and she died? Yeah. <laughs> how, how, like, how does this movie change if yeah. they say, oh, we don't have the deed for this lady's house? Yeah. And then she fucking dies during the auction mm-hmm. and Leatherface like finds his dead mom and comes out like he still does the same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's again an unchained mad dog cannibal. Right, right. <laughs> I I uh, um, I had a couple other written down the the other Wish.com actors here. Um, Ruth, who was the um, who was Dante's fiance. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was Wish.com uh, version of uh June, Di- June Diane Raphael. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> and then I say, Dante is the poor man's version of Jake from State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had, I had Dante is uh, Wish.com Michael B. Jordan. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I don't think he's in the realm of Michael B. Jordan. He, it's like, there's Michael B. Jordan, there's Jake from State Farm, the right. one that's on the you know, commercials. <laughs> He's ten. He's twenty feet down from Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> then another ten feet, you get to this guy. There's there's a degree of separation, but yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's funny you said it, uh, Ruth is the character's name, right? But yeah, like also Melody is almost like a Wish.com version of Ruth from the Ozarks. I've seen if you've seen that show. Okay, well somebody's laughing at that. <laughs> <laughs> Pause while they catch their breath. Yeah. Let that person. <laughs> Let that person enjoy their laugh, Brian. <laughs> um, I'll tell you the one thing this flick does have first rate gurgling noises. Hell yeah. They had a great gurgling guy. <laughs> yep. Everybody who killed was like <laughs> choking on their own blood like crazy. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, the kills were were good across the board. Like that's the thing that kept kind of bringing you back a little bit. Even the shitty CGI ones were kind of fun. Like when the the like tall, super pretty um, investor woman comes and she gets like cut in half mm-hmm. and then like her guts slide out of the yeah, window. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, that was good. Um, but why were they all? It's like as soon as he walked on instead of them like just like kind of running past him while he was obviously busy hacking everyone up yeah they all acted like like fireflies in a jar yeah <laughs> like they all just ran to the end where they could see out and banged on the glass yeah they all just ran away in the wrong direction yeah <laughs> like nobody was and then climbing banged over on the glass like somebody was going to help them out mm. yeah like it was so fucking and dumb. nobody was climbing over the seats nobody yeah. and like nobody was even trying to attack him like no. even at like mm-hmm. close you know they were standing there in line waiting to be massacred right. basically and the, and here's the thing brian as we've all grown up in the 9-11 times, mm-hmm. we know that when you're on an enclosed tube yeah. and somebody comes on with a sharp object, it's br- let's roll. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> they would all, yeah. Even if they are a bunch of like turd hipsters with yeah. their phones up or whatever, fight or flight's going to kick in for a couple of them. Right. They're going to mm-hmm. start, you know, gouging at his eyes or something. Yeah. Instead, they all just, yeah. Hurt against bumped, the back. Yeah, they all hurt it in the back, bumped against him, bumped into him. Yeah. Like, that's how Lila gets away because one is just a clumsy ass. Yeah. And bumps her Slipping down. Slipping on a banana peel. Yeah. Guys, uh, these are Gen Zers, whatever they are. Exactly. They, they don't know what's roll. They can't <laughs> they know kill rolling. someone with a phone, so <laughs> it's not going to happen. The, the, uh, the, you're going to be canceled, bro. Scene was exactly as cringy as you yeah. thought it was yep. going to be in the in the fucking trailer. One time I did laugh out loud was when they're back in the house and I'm just going to call her maybe because she that's, yeah, that's right. Right. <laughs> she gets the fucking full on Harry and Marv treatment. Hell yeah. And gets booted backwards <laughs> down the steps and literally does the same like stunt pratfall that. Harry does. Well, she doesn't get booted. He throws a fucking hammer at her. That's right. (laughs) But anyway, she just goes literally halfway down the steps, just flat out laid out on her back like a fucking wet bandit. Through Um, the floor. (laughs) Yeah, and I I lolled pretty hard at that. That, Um, That's the thing. A lot of people have been criticizing, why doesn't Leatherface act old? And he totally does, because the number of times he throws things rather than chasing anybody, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what old people do. They throw things. I was was ready for him to be at at the bottom of the stairs setting up some micro machines. Right. So this was the part where I was like, this is really genuinely doesn't make any sense. And I don't know if it just didn't cut together right. Mm -hmm. But the the bus driver scene, um, like, first of all, he doesn't turn the headlights on. Right. Um, and then he's like driving away slow and then they never explain why he opens up the door and gets off the bus. Well, mm. there was the, there's a chainsaw, like our Leatherface was like, I think he was going to check to see what that was because he couldn't see it. I know, but it was just so dumb when they're like, you know, something dangerous has happened. Right. The mm-hmm. woman said, don't open the door. Like something bad is happening. And he's just like, gets off the bus. And then the second he gets off the bus. It's like the second his body goes out of frame, his head flies back on the bus. Yeah. Pretty much. It's so funny. It was the world record for fastest fucking. He decapitates people like like Gen Zers stack cups. Yeah. Like he just, and, just, and just like even in the sound design, you hear a real quick saw rev. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, and then that it was, was it. It would be funny if actually 
<laughs> Leatherface, I'm imagining, standing there off screen, and he's choking. You know, he's putting yeah, the choke yeah. on. He's like, what's going on? You know, maybe it's got to fiddle with the spark plug or something. I don't know. And he revs it, and the guy just at that moment puts his neck on the blade. <laughs> hey, you got a problem there, sir. And then just leans hey, down to look you. at it. Let me help you with that chainsaw. And his head flies back yeah, on the bus. Like, Ooh. Save uh, that one for the next scary that movie. That was legit an accident. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's like, oops. Well, Anyway, <laughs> yeah, the whole bus scene we talk about is just a goddamn disaster from beginning yeah. to end. Um, also, so I mean, maybe help me remember, but like, so one of the things is like, obviously, everybody holds up their phones and they're live streaming to Periscope or whatever kids do nowadays. Periscope, <laughs> pretty sure really, Steve. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but uh, they're they're getting feedback instantly. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of people in the feedback like. Oh, I've seen scarier haunted houses. Is this real? That looks so fake. Yeah, I want to go here. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, this is the scene with the worst effects. Oh, for sure. So it's all it's like referencing a better movie within your movie, but they're referencing like there's these look like bad effects, and then show you really bad effects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just. Um... I don't know what else to say. It just doesn't make any sense. Like tonally, it's all over the place. Mm The, the the whole scenes, the whole like sequence is a fucking disaster. It's like you, you want for a second. I'm like, Oh, this is really starting to get so bad. It's fun Mm -hmm. a little bit. And then you remember that they're trying to make this movie with all these kind of like political and social commentaries. And then I'm just like, yeah, once you've referenced like, and, and did put in like a fairly traumatic scene about a school shooting. Right. You've lost your chance at like kitsch. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it just, it seems disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. just like I said, exploitation ho- horror is exploitation horror. Do you know all it's kind of no holds barred a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's in bad taste, it's in bad taste, but it just felt disjointed. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's like the thing with exploitation horror is that it was done on a very independent level mm-hmm. and it was the the for all the movies that we know from that era yeah because they came out with some sort of charm yeah or some sort of uniqueness thing at yeah, least that's so over the top and like nobody would fucking do that yeah but this is a film on netflix yeah made by somebody who's already had you know like their chance with like Evil Dead. Yeah, isn't like Legendary Pictures part of this? Yeah, too? Legendary mm-hmm. Pictures, it's huge studios yeah, yeah. and stuff. So this isn't this isn't somebody just throwing something at the wall to, to get people's attention, right? Yeah. So they they know what they're doing by incorporating all this shit, but at the same time, like they're still trying to they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. It's so weird to say that even as an exploitation piece it feels disingenuous Mm -hmm. because to say exploitation is disingenuous is almost Mm -hmm. an oxymoron. Right, right. But this feels like an, a disingenuous homage to exploitation horror. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it feels Mm -hmm. like they're trying to capitalize on someone else's idea instead of just an idea that is exploit exploitative. They're trying to capitalize. Like it just feels it. It, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. It lacks the freshness of of a real bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, it lacks the freshness <laughs> yeah. of a real bad idea and it yeah. also lacks the lack of a safety net. Yeah. So because like there's all these things in place that will keep the film on track mm-hmm. of like the, 
and just even looking at the runtime, it's 83 minutes, right? Yeah. So it's very possible that a lot of things got cut because maybe they were too mean or too, you know, out of the realm, something that was too extreme. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Like this exploitation, it doesn't it doesn't fit because it's 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 factory made exploitation. Yeah, that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a good summary for sure. Um, I, I wrote down it, um, it felt, the story felt like it was a B story that got made into a video game adaptation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Remember like in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, they like took properties and made video games of them yes. and they just were like very loosely based and it felt like they had the rights to like certain elements, right. but not all the characters <laughs> and they would make this shitty video game. Like you, version. you have to invent boss fights that didn't happen in the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's just what it felt like a lot to me. But um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was also when she picks up the shotgun, when like Leela or Lila or whatever picks up the shotgun she had already conquered her fear of guns, I guess, or whatever, because she picked up the AR and then it it jammed or it was mm-hmm. not loaded or mm-hmm. she didn't know how to use it. I don't know. And it was like this climactic thing. Is she going to do it? Is she actually going to use the gun? She uses it. It doesn't work. Then they just do it over again with the shotgun. Mm-hmm. It's right. like, hasn't she just overcame that, yeah. you know, a second ago? Do you ago? think at all they were trying to like in a way like past thinking they were going to like pass a torch or something like, okay, so this Sally character gets killed immediately, but now we need another Sally type character. Well, she, she doesn't die. That's the weird thing. Because <laughs> that she, was bad. That was a bad, I mean, we ultimately know she definitely died. But, yeah. Like, but that yeah. Was for a, you to get your just bought almost be like bisected by yeah. a chainsaw yeah. and yeah. then be like, uh, I'm still <laughs> Yeah. See, see, it's stupid, but it made me laugh simply because I watched another film that did something very similar very uh, recently. Yeah. Um, so we did Dead Snow. Yeah, yeah. And like recently, uh, Tommy uh, Vercola, mm-hmm. I think you say it, that's how you say it. But like he put out a film called The Trip. Okay. And just like in that film, somebody winds up guts first on a lawnmower. Okay. <laughs> God. But that character like survives and like drags oh, himself geez. around and talks. And, like, so like he still has moments after being, you know. Oh, God. So it just reminded me of that and just made me laugh again. So I was like, ah. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. After <laughs> she's just she's maybe I get it. She's like got to be in her 70s, but she's maybe the worst Texas Ranger of all time. Right. <laughs> if you get bum rushed by Leatherface in an open area. Yeah you deserve whatever happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he's the one guy you shouldn't worry about that yeah. with, you yeah. know? Um, and then, but you know what? Like I said, she survives because apparently she has bionic organs or something like that. <laughs> something. But, um, or her or- organs are just so shriveled he missed all of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like one-tenth the size of yeah. regular human organs. Yeah. Yeah. This is just an actual, like, PSA for drinking water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she didn't even die from the chainsaw. She right. died from dehydration. Right. <laughs> When he, when he, like, like all that blood, that was 100% of the moisture in yeah, her body. Yeah, it was all her moisture, just gone. She, just, she actually weighed, like, 48 pounds. <laughs> she was essentially a mummy. Yeah, all the all of the garbage bags soaked up all her moisture and took it from her. <laughs> this was the garbage bag's fault. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the garbage bags were too absorbent. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, it's just... Uh, I could just go on and on about how much I hate this movie. Um, I, I feel like it's, it was just like a horror movie not for horror fans. It was a horror movie. F- 
it was a horror movie with a beloved franchise or at least a beloved movie or a couple of movies that was made for Netflix, mm-hmm. which which kind of sucked. I mean, obviously they don't they don't hold any of this any of this, you know, nearly as sacred as any other, you know, any horror fan oh, probably would, not, no. which is like mm-hmm. it is what it is. Well, but although to be fair, I think this film because this film was advertised a long time ago, like before it ever hit Netflix. Yeah. So I think it's just that they came down on Netflix as a distributor mm. Mm. because they knew like this wasn't going to do theaters. Yeah. Like, this you're probably right. You know. So I think in the past this would have got a theatrical yeah. release. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's just Netflix doesn't give a shit about what they put on. Yeah. Rather than them actually having a hand in putting this on, like yeah. they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, honestly, this movie might age well. You know what I mean? Like it might in 20 years, people might be like, oh, yeah, that stupid fucking movie rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? They probably will. Yeah. I mean, I think I mean, we're seeing it now where like people all of a sudden are like, oh, Halloween H2O. And I mean, well, that's a long <laughs> you time ago. You know what subgenre but, it's going to be? Yeah. Influencer horror. Influencer sure. horror. There probably is going to be. Something. I would imagine. Social media horror. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, know. that I feel like already is this, almost its yeah. own, you know, fully fledged uh, subgenre. But yeah. Um, I- I think for me, because like I still like it, and it's just if you can put on the blinders of ignoring the more cringe elements, like I wish that bus scene didn't exist. It, yeah, it's fucking awful. Mm-hmm. But like if you can put on the blinders of removing that, and you know, kind of blocking out what anything is supposed to mean, because honestly, none of it comes down in a meaningful way. No, if you block all that shit out, then you have like just a really mean spirited slasher. That also does not hold anything sacred, meaning Sally. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's enjoyable because, you know, within that you have decent, you know, gory effect kills. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, it's not the best Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, but it's way better than some of the other trash that's in this fucking franchise. So. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I, I guess like also too, like it, maybe it's because it got hyped a little bit more than some other things you thought. Mm-hmm. The, and I genuinely like the look of Leatherface in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, so I guess that Looks made like my Mrs. expectations uh, Mrs. Nussbaum. Yeah, <laughs> Mrs. News. Did you see the um, the meme people were making where it was uh, it was Mrs. Doubtfire with the whipped cream all over right, her face? Yeah. But yeah. That, yeah, that was a good one. Um, I will say, I didn't hate the final scene, not the post credit right, scene, right. Mm-hmm. but the final scene. That's, it's very stupid. It's, it's very wildly stupid. stupid wildly but it was just like I love that they were just like you know what, fuck it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they, they're driving away. First of all, the self-driving car. You just had all this stuff. You're desperate to get out of there. And then you're like, you know what? Let's try this feature out again. And yeah. he's put Let's the self-driving yeah, electric yeah. car on. And then he pulls her out, cuts her head off. She's standing out the moonroof going, no, as the car is driving her away. Right. Super slow, by the way. Too. Yeah. Yeah, very slow. Yeah, like 10 <laughs> miles an hour. Yeah. And then he starts doing his, his signature dance. Um, and, and then he has, it's basically the ending, but like of terrifier a little bit where like (laughs) chainsaw, like does like a, like, like institutes the cut, the cuts, uh, the jump cut. Mm -hmm. Um, it was really fucking dumb, but yeah, I was just like, that was actually the most, the best ending I could ask for. Yeah. 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 I I think it was really satisfying. It was silly. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, it's a genuine, like kind of 
jump when yeah. he rips mm-hmm. her out of the car. Yeah. I, I, I like the way Leatherface moves about in this film, too. Yeah, I thought that whoever, I don't even know who played him, but I feel like whoever did, did a really nice I job. I did look at Frida's name, but he definitely just has this very cop-like look. Yeah, like just like his that. mustache. He doesn't look like Gunnar Hansen at all. Like he doesn't. He's not shaped like him. He Mark doesn't Burnham. Look, okay, I don't know who that is, but he definitely made it his own a little bit. Okay, yeah, this guy. I've seen him before. What have I seen him on? He definitely just looks like a like a muscle for a mob. I mm. feel like I've probably seen him in a mob movie or something. Um, let me see. Uh, I mean, I've seen him in Wrong Cops and Low Life. So, yeah, he's definitely kind of just. Uh, character actor he's a, he's a character actor that you know has that cop look like Meg, like meg said yeah yeah but and, and the, i guess that's the one th- that's one thing i didn't like that you, they didn't need to do is they they spent so much time at the beginning of the film and maybe this is just them again like killing sacred things mm-hmm. just to do it just to make people mad because yeah. this one got me <laughs> yeah this <laughs> is you got me there you go but <laughs> it, they spent all, all this time about saying how sally doesn't know what he looks like. Nobody knows what his face is. Yeah. And then they show his face in yeah. like a completely throwaway scene. Yeah. Mm. That, like it, you could have taken it out. It didn't need to be in there. Right. Yeah. It was, uh, it was just like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. It just, it just reeks of don't give a shit. Right. So yeah, it was, it is what it is. I didn't, I wasn't mad. I watched it. I mean, it was, it was a piece of shit, but Hey, I watched a lot of piece <laughs> of shit movies and enjoy them mm. just fine. Um, I did not watch the post credit scene. It's I, nothing. It's, yeah. it's Rambo going back to the farm. Mm-hmm. Who who goes back? Who does? It, lo- it almost looks, yeah, Leatherface goes back to a house, but it almost looks like Sally's house. No. It didn't? Sally, well, maybe it was Sally's house, but it no, it just Leatherface goes to a farm. And I guess mm-hmm. you assume either it's the Sawyer farm or maybe it is Sally's, but. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it, it, it was it, it was, was just a throwaway a, thing at the end. Just a throwaway thing. There was no no real implications, at least from my point. I thought he went back to his own farm, which made nothing for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I didn't hear. I heard today. I saw somebody say something about the post credit sequence, and I was like, oh, I got to go back and watch that. But I'm probably not. You know, yeah. Now uh, I just make- feel like there was too much time after the credit. You know, once the credits, it was like nine more minutes. So I was like. I'm just gonna fast forward through this. Yeah. It wasn't five minutes, so maybe there's once something. it was over, I was just like, eh. yeah. and then I was like, oh, Punisher Wars up. <laughs> so I think so. Maybe just the we're settling on that. You know, it's not great, but it's whatever. It's not the worst movie in the world. One thing I think we can say as a really bright high note of the film, though, is the soundtrack and the sound design mm-hmm. that's done by uh, Colin Stetson. Yeah, that dude is amazing when it comes to like horror soundtracks anymore. Sa- sound design was great. I I. I'd have to go back and pay a little more closer attention to the, see, I'm like that guy in, uh, look, when I listen to songs, I listen to lyrics first. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in the movie, I'm listening to dialogue and it helps with the atmosphere and it definitely is there. Right. But I, until my second watch, I feel like I don't get a good grasp on the soundtrack. Yeah. Unless something's like really, really painfully obvious, which there was a couple scenes or a couple, yeah. you know, famous songs in there that I was like, okay, yeah, it yeah. was like super recognizable songs and stuff like that, which now I can't remember what they were, but there, well, was, yeah. there was a big one early on, wasn't there? Eh, I, I can't. It's yeah. not, that, that, that's not what I was really focusing on. Yeah. I was thinking more of just like the sound design because like Scott, uh, Colin Stetson was a, uh, he, he was like an experimental saxophone artist. Oh, interesting. And you can go, like go online and watch, um, there's a, a video called uh, Colin Stetson breaks down judges and yeah. judges is one of his songs. And like as an experimental saxophone artist, he, 
had a thing where like he had his microphone uh mic he had his saxophone mic'd up mm-hmm. so he got like the progressive elements yeah. of the valves closing yeah and then he has like a little voice box on his throat so even though he's playing he's still screaming while he's playing mm. wow yeah it cre- he creates these nightmarish soundscapes wow <laughs> it's That's great cool. stuff and then so he's done this he's done the sound for um hereditary and i also think midsummer that i mean that makes sense those yeah. ones are like the music the sound design is in in midsummer creates all the dread in mm-hmm. certain scenes yeah. you know so i think he did both of those ari aster films and then he did um uh color out of space mm. oh yeah the cage that was that one was great as well yeah, yeah. yeah like, oh. i gotta rewatch that movie because i i watched it and i remember liking it but I feel like a lot of it went in one ear and out the other. Yeah. There's a lot. I feel like there's just a lot. I, was, I know I was high on mushrooms when I watched it, but yeah. at the same time, I was like, it, it's just a lot, I yeah. think, to like conceptualize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to jump back real fast, I just Googled it real fast. They're, they make it seem like it could be Sally's house, but they're basically assuming that it probably was like the original farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I don't know. Even thinking about it, it kind of makes sense in ways of like there might be another one. I could see that. Yeah, right, what happened them. to the rest of the Sawyer family in this world? In this, you just timeline? assume they die though, because like, yeah, like <laughs> they, they, dad would be like a hundred years old, right? <laughs> He'd be more. Yeah. <laughs> well, grandpa would be like a hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. Dad would be a hundred. Like grandpa would be like approaching two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a million years old in nineteen seventy four yeah. or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, you know what? Like I said, I I I turned it off going. God damn fuck. Uh, that sucked. <laughs> and then I watched Punisher Warzone. And then I woke up going, yeah, you know what? It wasn't as bad as I, mm. you know. Yeah. You always have a more raw um, response, yeah. you know, as soon as the credits roll. Yeah. Uh, and my initial response was, God damn, they just fucking wasted a good opportunity <laughs> there, you know? I, I saw someone on Twitter ask the question, like, what do you expect this to be? Yeah. You know? Like, again, because again, if you look at the entire franchise, yeah. yes, the first one's a masterpiece, yeah. and the second one is Gremlins 2. Yeah. And then after you lose Toby Hooper, for the most part, like... The the thing goes off the rails. I think I really I, do, I really do like two thousand three. Yeah, the, the remake. I, yeah, I thought I I like that one. Okay. Yeah, I really like that one. I just watched that like, one like this past summer, maybe yeah. or something. Arlie Ermy's fucking fantastic. Yeah. And again, that's more mean spirited dread, and mm-hmm. you know, but like, you know, all the other films. Like, what do you expect from this franchise at this point? I don't know. Something <laughs> about like the lighting in the first one, and even the two thousand three mm-hmm. one. It just really communicated this like. Dirty, grimy, oh, yeah. just dark, old unpleasant. west. Uh, like if you're like the sun, it feels like the sun never stops beating even at night, kind right. of thing. And you just didn't. Yes, they talked about how hot it was, and you were in the desert and stuff. But it just felt like it felt like they were on a set where a hundred westerns were shot. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? In on this one, it just had no atmosphere. It had no didn't feel lived in at all. But I remember even the 2013 one did that did do that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even you're thinking about, I remember, I'm not a huge fan of the Hills Had Eyes remake. I, I like it fine. But that kind of dirty, grimy, you know, almost Breaking Bad did a good job of it too, yeah. type well, of meant. And this just didn't have that. It felt yeah. like you were, it felt like you were at the old West Town at fucking Disneyland. Yeah. I think like going back to the 2003 is like, Everybody's sweaty in that yeah, one. That's what I'm saying. Mm. It's it just it looks like everyone stinks. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. Like everyone's yeah. everyone's sweaty and <laughs> everyone stinky has a smell. <laughs> and grimy. And just like that was like that's when if somebody said like one word to to uh, remember or, or to to summarize 
the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I would just be like, it's just fucking grimy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I love about right, it. Right, yeah. And this just was too slick and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it definitely suffers from that being too slick. and Yeah. Yeah. But... Even even Leatherface 2017, I think, does a little better job of like making it look like people stink. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it's mm. it's sweaty and sticky yeah. a little they, bit. They do I mean? they do spend time with the production design of like people stink, and then like they also got like the older cars. Mm-hmm. I, I I like the design on that one. It's just it's a stupid film. Yeah, yeah. It's a dumb <laughs> movie, but visually, it it definitely feels closer to the original. Mm-hmm. This one didn't. This one felt like you were on a. Like I said, the video game yeah. thing was the analogy I made. Or you're on a Texas Chainsaw Massacre ride in yeah. the music Universal park. Studios. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, in any case, yeah, absolutely worth a watch. If you got a Netflix subscription, you're not going to be mad if you watch it, but uh, don't 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 get your hopes up too high. Yeah. Probably right. There are uh, there are um, there are worse movies. To oh, watch. for sure. Yeah, there's way worse movies. <laughs> yeah, especially on Netflix. But um, to be for life. Um, so. <laughs> That being said, uh, do not forget, and frankly, uh, I know, speaking for myself, I have not decided what I'm going to do for the March showdown. Me either. I said Bone Mm -hmm. Tomahawk, and I would love to do Bone Tomahawk, but I feel like um, I want to go out and see what else is out there, think about what I'm missing. So if you have any Old West horror movies, throw them our way on the social medias, uh, DM, or, uh, or, you know, comment on something, or whatever you want to do, to let us know what we should watch and consider for the March showdown. Otherwise, uh, we have uh, we're gonna have an extra fun episode for you next week. I won't spoil it, but that mini so is gonna be a lot of a lot of fun for you. If you get a chance, follow us on the social medias at Halloween's Forever on Instagram, at Hal Forever on Twitter, Halloween's Forever on Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Um, <laughs> and That's give us giving. some more suggestions because we'll be talking about April before you know it. And then you know what? Spring will be about to be sprung. And you know what that means? I don't want none if you ain't got no buns. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be, I think of summer for whatever reason as slasher season. Mm, like yeah. Camp slashers. I get sure. back in on Friday the 13th. It'll also be coming up on our one year anniversary. Oh my God. How are we going to do? How, what are we going to do? I don't Go to know. an actual camp and kill people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am not agreeing. We're gonna do with some that. sort of weird, like murder ARG. Um, not, not like an overnight camp, Meg. You can still, you know, go home and sleep in your bed. We'll do. We'll do like. <laughs> Steve's day camp. just gonna kill all the short people. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be under six five. It's just gonna be called Camp Short People, and the kid Steve's the killer. <laughs> Oh, by the way, we're making a movie. That's Can't the time. Can't short people. Uh, check us out on our Kickstarter. Um, all right. But uh, if if that's all we got, boys and ghouls, thank you for joining us for another mini-sode. And for Halloween's Forever crew, I'm Brian. Oh, I'm Meg. Oh, I'm taller than you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>